Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. in action. I was just a little bit tired yesterday and for whatever reason could not get my head around the fact that I was tired as shit. Um, couldn't figure out why. Just just overly tired. I think it's because I had some wine the night before. Uh, I woke up later than I wanted to again today, so I have to try and break myself of that habit. But I think yesterday's excuse... <sighs> Ooh, excuse me. Yesterday's excuse was that I worked yesterday and my shifts at the salon are 10 hours. So super tired there. Um, but I have a couple funny stories for you today. And then I have some other stuff I want to get into, but we are on season three, episode three of Cuckoo with Coco. And I bet you I sound like crap only because my allergies are killing me today. So I'm all congested and whatnot, but I work again today. It's going to be another eight hours of running around and my feet are probably going to hurt. Um, I got to get better shoes. That'll be the next thing I do is get better shoes for work. Um, all right. So let's get down to the funny business. So after, prior to finding a job, like my stomach issues had come back. And anyone who knows me knows that sometimes I have gastro issues. Um, I've never had an ulcer before, but I have had stomach issues where I've been so annoyed being at work that I just, my stomach doesn't like to keep food in, let's just say. And as gross as that sounds, it happens to me a lot. And it only happens when I'm really stressed out. And that's what's been happening lately, only because I had, I still have crazy concerns about paying my bills and everything. But I do have a job, so I do have some money coming in. Um, I figured out my whole unemployment situation, because I had been receiving that up until January 6th, which was the last thing I received, even though I was certifying anyway. And then I called yesterday about 20 times because it's unemployment and you can never get through. And I finally got through and someone told me exactly why I hadn't been receiving benefits. So solved that problem before work yesterday, but I still didn't solve my other problem, which is a couple of years ago, I worked for, our, I worked for this crazy lady at, at a salon I was her salon manager for a couple years, and then the tables turned, and she wanted to be nicer to someone else, only because apparently, apparently she said I dropped the ball somewhere, but didn't want to tell me where I dropped it. So I asked her, like, I was very chill about everything, okay? So I never had issues. Uh, She just always gave me a hard time 
and would never explain why. And it's one of those situations where when someone tells you something like that, you're like, well, what did you do? I didn't do anything. And I think that might have been the problem. But the other problem is you have to be open to communicating what's the problem. Like you have to be able to communicate what I'm doing wrong, what I'm not doing, what you want me to do. Like, why is this such a hard thing to do? I've never been so annoyed with an employer in my entire life, and I've never been so stressed out by one. Like, she legit would text me or call me, and everything was in an accusatory tone. She was not the nicest woman ever. And she, of course, um, she she was just a bitch, okay? She accused me of, of stealing so that there was only 69 cents in the drawer one day. And she accused me of stealing. That's what she was saying. So basically... If anyone's in any type of business and you take just credit card payments all day long, what makes you think you're going to have a cash deposit at the end of the day if only one person has paid in cash? Because everybody who likes to pay on their card likes to tip in cash. Like they add that additional money and then that additional cash gets taken out as tips. So then, of course, that situation happened. I was by myself and she says she starts making new rules that we weren't allowed to take our tips Unless like the, unless the deposit was positive for the night. So we had to keep track of our tips. And of course I said, I'm not doing that because in this business, you take your tips when you take them so that you don't fuck up the drawer later. But I guess that must just be something I know how to do because she's fucking stupid. You can't own a business and not understand how it works. That's not correct. It's not. Like. You have to understand what type of business you own, first of all, and understand how it works. And she knew neither of these things. She just knew, I feel like, that she had an opportunity to invest in a product. She invested in it without fully doing the research on it. And I was so happy to have left that place at the end of the year because as soon as she, as soon as I left, no sooner than I left, a couple months later, that place shut down. And it was because the other fucking bum that worked there named Julie... The fucking bum that worked there named Julie. I'm going to say it again because she's a fucking bum. She could not carry conversation with random people for shit. And she didn't like anybody. And nobody liked her. That's the funny part. But never mind the fact that she didn't like people. People didn't like her because she was a nasty bitch and a bum. And that's just my analysis of having been around her because she was a backstabbing whore. Because you would think that stylists would work together to bring down management. And it didn't work. So... She can eat ass. I actually saw, um, actually saw the other day on Indeed that there's an ad for a stylist in the Middletown Smart Style. I thought that was fucking funny. I hit up this girl Stephanie, and um, I hit up this girl Stephanie and I asked her about it, and she goes, she said, um, yeah, it's probably because they're running through people, like they're running through, like nobody wants to work there because like nobody wants to work with Myra, which is obvious. Oh, I'm also going to get back to the fact that I've owed money still from her and it's been three years. So nobody wants to work there. Let me see if I can find these texts. Cause I was texting Stephanie yesterday. Cause I told her how funny I thought it was. So let me see this. Shit. I'm looking through my phone. So let's see. She told me she had a story of her own about Myra too. So it's funny. So I said, girl, did you see that smart style in Middletown is hiring? And she said, because no one wants to work there. She said, it's only Brenna and Ruthie. So there's only two people working. She said, and that's it. She ran through two managers already. 
So I asked, because after the Monroe one closed, stupid Julie went to Middletown. So I asked, I was like, is stupid Julie still there? And she goes, nope. And I said, what happened with that? And she said, Stephanie said, she went on to bigger things, LMAO, which I always think is funny because, you know, she went on to bigger things and then JCPenney is where she moved on to. Like, okay. So you went from smart style to JCPenney. I mean, anything's better than smart style, especially with the owner, with whoever owns it. So I laughed. So I said, wow, bigger things, huh? And Stephanie said, that's what Myra told me. She wanted to expand her skills. See, so not only that, but then the owner talks shit about her stylists. Actually, I don't even think Julie was a stylist. Supposedly, she was managing the place or she was the district manager of the of the of the uh, salons, whatever. So she said this. Stephanie goes, this was a while ago. I don't even know if she's still there. She fucked me over. Shake my head. Once again, I'm done with with her. And if I ever see her, she's getting spit on. That's hysterical, dude. You get someone so mad to the point that they want to spit on you. That's really funny. So, uh, so I said, how'd she mess with you this time? Because Myra has a way of just messing with people just because she can. So she was, so now Stephanie tells me her story, which is that, um, last March, she, I was still there part-time doing my clients. I got sick. Swear it was COVID. I was out for 10 days. I missed my flight for vacation because I was sick. I ended up calling her to let her know I feel better. I'm ready to come back to work. She told me that they were remodeling and to pick up my stuff and hand over my key. But I already knew some funny stuff was going on. So I just went along with it and filed unemployment. She goes, Stephanie then says, she had the nerve to be like, why'd you file unemployment? What about your other job? But like, it's none of your business. I still don't have a job. Like, you know, one person fires you, that's whatever, because that's that basically sounded like the sneakiest way to fire somebody. We're remodeling, I need your key back. Never in the history of ever has anyone needed a key back during a remodeling. So if you're going to be sneaky about it, then I'm going to go file unemployment because you let me go during a pandemic. Hello. Like, if you pay into that shit, that's yours. That is yours. So... This is my story about it, okay? This is my story. So, I worked for that bitch. So, here's the thing. I worked for her from July 2017 to December 2018. Now, from July to about March, I was there part-time. So, I had two jobs at the time. So, I was there part-time. So, I said, okay, cool. She then wanted to hire someone to be the manager. Manager. So I asked her, I was like, why don't you just put me in and I'll be the manager for you and this and that. Because at the time, I was the only other person there that she relied upon to get business going in that salon. So I was very proud of myself for having made that reputation for myself with her. Because um, at one point, because then shortly thereafter, she, she made me an offer because I said, I know the salon. I've been there the longest. I have a reputation. I have a clientele. You can rely on me and depend on me and I'm there. So she said, okay. So she offered me the job. I took it and then everything was fine. I was the only one working there at the time because Jane, one of the other stylists quit and moved on to something else. So it was just me, me six days a week because nobody else was there at all. She brought one girl over to give me a break on Tuesdays to be off from work, which is fine. So that's what I was doing seven days a week with my time six days a week. Sorry. So I ran that salon for a good 
from March till about May, which is when she hired Julie. But anytime she came in, I was always busy. I always had clients. I was always on the move. I was always cutting hair, coloring hair, whatever needed to be done. So I was, I was making her serious profit because I never stopped. And I was, um, so I was her go girl. I was her go get it. So she hires Julie and I'm like, all right, cool. So there's two of us now. So we can work side by side. She hired this girl out of school with no demo, which I knew was a bad sign. She was just trying to hire somebody to get them in there. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to do that, like just make her an assistant for now and don't have her cut anything yet because we don't know what her cutting skills are like. She's like, no, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. So I said, okay, whatever. It's not my problem. Um, so it was me and Julie for a while. And um, we did hire a third person, but that didn't go well because Myra accused her of stealing also. So she had me have a difficult conversation with Rose of, you know, sorry, we're going to have to cut back your hours because there's not enough business happening right now and we can't have three stylists standing around. So whatever. So that was a conversation that had to be had. And then, um, okay. So then September, October comes around. So my uncle contacted me over the summer saying that they wanted to do like a family reunion and wanted to know if I'd be available. So I spoke to Myra who still liked me at the time. And she was like, yeah, no problem. Um, just let me know. Uh, it's just, if it's five days, that's cool. Da, da, da. So it was cool. So I went on two vacations. Yeah, I went someplace in, I went somewhere in May. But when was that though? Anyway, so it was May of, May and September I went on vacation. So the one vacation, um, was it that, was it that year? Oh my God, I don't remember. Anyway, so I went on two vacations, one of which took the five days, took like a weekend. The other one took like two or three days, which is whatever. So I, um, I'm sorry, I had a brain fart just now. So the one in September, I had been there a year already. Now my offer letter stated that I was grandfathered in for a year. So July to July makes a year that I'd been there with her, regardless of what my capacity was full-time or part-time. So I went on vacation in October, came back. Everything was fine and dandy, except for the fact that she forgot to pay me my vacation time, which is whatever. And, uh, I ate the first vacation because I hadn't been there a year and hadn't earned vacation time. So I had money in my savings. So I just used that. So, um, I, Went on this vacation, this family reunion, came back. Everything was fine. She forgot to pay me for the few days. I had to remind her. And then I had to wait for that check to come because it had to come as a separate check. Like, who forgets to pay someone? Like, I know it's not your top priority, but your top priority shouldn't be me not having to contact you about where's my paycheck <laughs> or 300 bucks is missing for my paycheck. What happened? Or like half a half a pay period is missing for my pay. Like, you know, what's happening? So... Um, yeah, so I, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I came back, everything, like I said, I figured out my pay situation, whatever. And then of course, around November, I get a phone call 
for an interview at Valley View, which is a county job, which if you've ever moved to Orange County, you know that having a county job is one of the most secure jobs you can have money-wise, insurance-wise, job security all the way. Because unless you are actually caught having sex on your desk at work or anything stupid like that, you're not getting fired. So I worked there. Actually, no, I had an interview there. Before my shifts at work, I would go and I'd do the physical. I did the interview. I passed that part. I passed um, my, my physical and everything. And then December rolls around and I got the job offer. So it's like, oh, thank God. So I got that job. And I was like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of this job. Because number one, wasn't getting like I was getting paid enough. But that was also a mistake on paperwork I made. So no taxes were taken out. So for 2019, I had to pay all the taxes I didn't pay for 2018 because I made a mistake on a tax paper, on a tax form and no one corrected me. So, <laughs> so that was fun. That was another part of it. So of course I left in December. I said, I'm not continuing working with this company and I didn't give two weeks because if I had, the bitch probably would have told me not to come back because that's how she was at the time. And I needed the money to pay rent because I was living on my own. And, um, I was pissed off because my, my last paycheck from them came like the first week of January or the second week of January. And get this $500 was missing from it. So of course I texted her and I said, I just noticed that my check is $500 short. Can you just tell me why that is? And she said, well, that was the vacation time I paid you that you hadn't earned yet. So of course that's illegal. You can't just take money back out of someone's paycheck. So of course I hit up the department of labor and I told them the situation and they're like, Oh, she can't do that. She can't just take money back because you quit. (laughs) And I even said nowhere on this paperwork. Does it say I had to work for her full time to get these benefits like for the vacation nowhere. And I looked because if I, if I had looked and it had said that, then I wouldn't have made such a fuss. So I filed a, a claim, like I filed a grievance with the department of labor and I hadn't heard back yet. But I filed it in August of 2018 because I was so late with the paperwork. And January, I think, of 2019, I got a claim number from them or a letter from them with my claim number. And I filed everything. I, I sent in my payroll stubs, like my, my clock in, like my time. I sent in my timesheet. I sent in my paycheck, the, like the, the ADP pay stub. I sent in everything. And I haven't heard back yet, but I'm, I'm going to have to call somebody soon because it's been over a year and I haven't heard anything. So having solved my other unemployment situation yesterday, I should have spoken to someone about that, but I had to get to work. So that wasn't my priority, but $500 would be good right now. So I might have to call them on Monday when I'm off and just figure it out. And to be honest with you, I'm not really thrilled to go into this salon today only because I'm doing salon bitch stuff. Now, what I mean by that is, is that I'm doing the grunt work, which is I am cleaning. I washed two heads yesterday, and I blow-dried one. That's all I've been able to do so far, and I'm so annoyed by it. It's so stupid. And um, what's the weather going to be? Because I might just wear my Uggs to work and just be like, fuck it, because my feet are going to kill me today. Oh, yeah, it's not even going to be that hot today, so I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, So I've just been running around and just cleaning and making sure they have everything they need and quote unquote anticipating their needs. Like, I I just don't care. Like, this place has me so 
beat down and not in the mood to do anything. Like, I'm not even in the mood to cut hair anymore. Like, how do you take that away from somebody? Like, even Myra did that shit years ago. Like, anytime I've wanted to cut hair in the past, like, has been tarnished because of how I was treated. And probably why, you know, I don't trust my skills anymore. And I know I'm not a bad hairdresser. It's just when people make you feel a certain way about something, you start to believe it or whatever the cliche is. It's just, it's just stupid. But anyway, so I have some stupid shit to tell you because people are acting up this week. People that are my friends are acting up. Today might be a short episode today, guys, because my throat's bothering me a little bit. So I might do like a half hour today or like 45 minutes, but I don't think I'm going to make it to an hour. So two people have decided to behave in the same um, fucking behavior. And I'm going to tell you why I think it's similar. And you're going to probably laugh. So the bean hater. (laughs) So Tuesday night, I think he went to this place called Tijuana Flats. I just, you know. (laughs) So he went to Tijuana Flats. (sighs) Excuse me. See, I'm tired. He went to Tijuana Flats. He ordered a chimichanga. Now, a lot of what I do with my friends is I take pictures of things, pictures of food, and send it. Send it to each other so that we can gawk at each other's food and be like, oh, that looks delicious. Or, ah, fuck you. That's great. Like, we always send each other foods that make each other laugh with how much we think we like it, whatever. Um, so he sent me a picture of his food. And first of all, when he sent it to me, it looked like a goddamn toaster strudel because it had, it was the biggest toaster strudel I'd ever seen in my life. Like that thing had to be at least half a foot long. And the t- it looked like a toaster strudel because there were white lines diagonal across it. So I'm like, oh, what's that? And he goes, it's a chimichanga. And I was like, he, I was, he goes, it's a chimichanga. We went to like, t- we went, we're at Tijuana Flats. Sorry, I can't speak English. So of course... I go, cool. I want, like, uh, I wonder what the inside looks like. This guy had the nerve to, I said, oh, what's the inside look like is what I said. Cause I don't think I said, oh, cool. So I, it, this guy has the nerve to follow up with a video of the inside of the restaurant. And I was like, hmm, I don't think that's what I asked for. <laughs> so I immediately texted him and was like, not the inside of the restaurant the inside of the chimichanga. And he sends me, he goes, oh, it's just ground beef. And he sends me a picture of this thing looking flat as fuck, but just ground beef inside. Now, I said, for all that, you could have just went home and made sloppy joes. Because that's basically what it looked like, ground beef in between two pieces of flat bread. I'm like this guy. He goes, the point is I didn't have to cook. So, you know, it's just, and then, you know, Ryan fucking sent me the same shit. Turtle, Turt Russell, I've mentioned him before. He sent me the same shit yesterday, okay? He got his new um, Samsung 21 5G phone. Oh, dude. He said, (laughs) he fucking, oh my God. He was messaging me on Facebook Messenger and he sent me the outs. He goes, I got my new phone. Yay. And I was like, oh, cool. He sent me five pictures. Excuse me. He sent me a picture of the outside of the box. I'm like, what is going on this week? People are just being so silly about shit. I'm like, what kind of unveiling is this? He goes, 
I didn't even take it out of the box yet. And I'm like, okay, well, hurry up. And then like five pictures later, he shows me the phone finally. <laughs> and I said, you better suit up that phone, like put a case on it and shit. And he goes, this is fucking phone was $1,200 and it doesn't even come with like a charge, like a charging um, port. Like it comes with the cord. It doesn't come with the actual thing itself to plug into the wall. The adapter, excuse me, the AC adapter, whatever. So I was cracking up because two separate people who did not know of this situation of one another did the same shit in the same week, a day apart. I was like, all right, this has to stop because I don't know if I could be friends with people anymore. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I wanted to cover... I covered salon bitch shit. Oh, God. Okay. So this is probably going to be one of the last things I cover in this episode because I'm telling you I'm not feeling too great this week, but I wanted to make sure I put something out. So I watched this show called The Sister on Hulu. Oh, my God, dude. I watched it twice just so that I had proper knowledge because the first time I wasn't paying attention too much because sometimes I like to do puzzles while I do uh, while I watch things like I do my little puzzle fill ins. So, um. That's what I do. Um, so basically, <laughs> basically what what happens in this show is this guy ends up marrying the sister of some girl who goes missing. So that's the gist of what you get in that first five minutes. Then this guy named Bob turns up on his door. The main guy's name is Nathan. The This crazy looking guy shows up on his doorstep. His name's Bob. And he goes, um, we're going to have to move it. And I'm like, um, move what? Like, first first they show you three years after the chick's been missing, the guy's sitting on his couch. He has, like, a handful of pills. He looks like he wants to overdose and kill himself. We don't know why. He's watching a press conference about this girl who went missing. He has, like a, like I said, he has a handful of pills. And then, of course, at the end of the, uh, the end of the press conference, he ends up dropping all the pills, like, opening his hand and letting all the pills go on the counter. And that's it. That's how that little intro ends. Seven years later, he's in, he's still in a house by himself. The guy Bob shows up and then that's what happens is he goes, we have to move it. And we're like, what? Move what? And then of course, you know, the guy Bob sees the photo on the wall and sees that, you know, he married the chick who, the chick who went missing sister. So the chick who goes missing, her name is Elise. The chick he married is Holly. So these are like the four people that you have to remember. But we're like, okay, dude, so 10 years later, you pop up on him to tell him about this shit that you have to do, and and then what? <laughs> so in any case, you follow this story. It's four episodes. It's actually really good. I had my mom watch it, and it's just one thing after the other. They do show you, they do show you what happened, because apparently Nathan was at a party with this girl, so he does know more about the girl's sister than he... Then they tell you that he knows. They just know he knew about a body or something or something having to be moved. And, of course, Bob is like, what did you do? Because he married this chick. And it's like, well, what did he do? Because everything's all topsy-turvy here. And I don't know how you could marry someone knowing what you know about a situation. Like, that's what made me crazy laugh. Because sociopaths do that shit. Like, did you actually fall in love with her? Like, they show the relationship, but I think that's one of the things they don't show is how what his actual feelings were. Like, they portray it as him being in love with her. But it's like, okay, 
So he was in love with her. And then what? Like, even Bob was like, that's not real. Like you married her, what, out of guilt for the fact that you knew her sister's missing or that you were possibly involved in what happened to her sister? And then there's a nice plot twist at the end that I'm not going to tell you about. But I need you guys to watch that. It's on Hulu. It's called The Sister. It's the quickest four episodes you'll ever watch. I watched it with my mom again. And the day fucking flew by. Or those four episodes flew by. And it was one of those things where she was actually able to sit around with me to watch it. Like my mom and I never get time where we can just sit and watch something together because with like four or five other kids running around in the house or four or five kids having activities and hobbies and shit that they need to get to. There's never a moment where you can just go and do something. Anyway. So, um... I've haven't I've been having these crazy dreams lately. Uh but I'm trying to like figure out what they mean. Like a lot of my dreams have to do with me co- going back to New York. And the last dream I had kind of put the nail in the coffin to not do it. Obviously, I'm not going to do it for the pure fact that my family is here. <laughs> but I'm just I was having a hard time coming to terms with the fact that my life is not going to be the same as it was in New York. And I'm very homesick for some reason. Like, I can't figure out why I'm so homesick, especially because my family is here. So I think I'm just homesick for my friends. Like, I had my own life in New York. I had my own things going on. And then, of course, I watched fucking Sex in the City. And I'm like, God damn it. That was me. <laughs> I was living that life. But, you know, I'm going to, you know, try it over here. Going to have to you know, suck it up for a little bit. Mm. so not making much money at this salon is not helping my anxiety but I'm sure it'll be fine I just have to stay positive with my thoughts anyway um the weather's pretty chilly today so like I said I'm gonna wear my Ugg boots to work because those fucking wedges killed my feet Ugh, so much pain um and I you know I wish I had brought more shoes with me but I didn't (laughs) um Also, this past weekend, uh, considering I'm recording on a Friday, it's really stupid. Um, This past weekend, I watched the UFC fight for no reason. Because, you know, I'm not really a big fan of UFC. I just watched it because it was the thing to do that night. And um, it was crazy. McGregor got taken out by Dustin Poirier. I was like, what the fuck? Because, you know, any other time you hear Conor McGregor's name, everybody's always like, oh, shit, that guy's going to get fucked up by McGregor. Because McGregor is a fucking animal. (laughs) So I don't talk, like I said, I don't talk about sports. I don't talk about politics or anything like that. But dude, fucking crazy. He got knocked the fuck out. Okay. I was watching it. First of all, Dustin Poirier looks like he's 10 feet taller than Conor McGregor. And Conor McGregor is 32 and he looks 50. So first of all, what's the problem there? Because Dustin Poirier looks his age. Conor McGregor looks old and tired as dirt. Okay. Anyone who bet on McGregor to win fucking lost money that night. That guy, Dustin Poirier, beat the fuck out of him like he was fighting an alligator in the swamp in Louisiana, which is where he's from. (laughs) So it's one of those things when you watch like someone who used to be so good, like go by the wayside like he just melted 
whatever. Like, but you know, that's what happens. Like shit like that happens when you're not actively doing something. Like when I take breaks from doing this podcast, like I took a really long break last year and I was glad I got back into it because this is my own personal outlet of how I feel about things. And it's a personal outlet for like, it's, it's a way for you guys to escape from your bullshit and hear my shit. And it's also a way for me to just talk to nobody and everybody at the same time. Because when I record these things, I'm by myself. But, you know, I know you're out there listening because I just, I get people who text me all the time now or who are hitting me up on social media. Like I had a friend named Brian hit me up on Instagram saying, your podcast music is too long. And I'm like, well, what episodes are you listening to? Because they've gotten shorter. And he, and I said, why are you even listening to it? Because he didn't strike me as someone who would listen to something like that because I haven't spoken to him in a few years. And of course, it's always funny, like when people are going through shit, they find the person to message about it. Like, um, what are you doing? Like, I hate when people do that. Like when something tragic comes into their life, they're like, oh, let me text Corinne. She might, you know, she might want to know about this or whatever the underlying tone of the, of the reaching out is. (laughs) Don't do it. But anyway, so he hit me up. I was like, very not forthcoming because I don't have to, but I, I'm very not interested in this person, just so you know. So of course, uh, he was telling me he was going through a divorce and shit. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Not cool. But that, that sucks. But you know, you got to do what you got to do. And he's like, um, yeah, you know, I'm much happier than I was. And I was like, well, she didn't like me anyway, because the story is that I, I dated him for like two days. And then of course he fell off of that because he found something better. And I was like, cool. Okay. Whatever. And, um, she, he got married to this chick. She was a bartender at the place that I went to. And, you know, you always meet people at bars and then you meet too many people at bars. And then it, it turns out that all your exes are in the same room or all people you've dated are in the same room, which I always think is funny because, you know, some chicks let that phase them. And I'm just like, I don't even care. <laughs> so of course, um, the bartender that he ended up marrying did not like me. She became like, a bar manager someplace else, whatever. So big dreams. Um, or an events manager, some shit like that. I don't remember, but she never liked me only because we had a person in common and it was Brian. So whatever. Um, so he was telling me about that and I never liked her. She never liked me because why the, the thing is, is that you don't like me because I dated someone you then dated and then married. Like, are you kidding? Like, how old are you? I know you're older than me because he's older than me. Like he's close to 50. (laughs) So I always think that's funny that older women can't get their shit together or can't hold on to their shit or lose their mind over stupid stuff. Like it's just so funny to me because it's like if I can keep my shit together, having moved with bags of clothes, (laughs) like, okay, you can keep, you can get your shit together. It's not saying that I can do everything because I'm not fucking a superwoman. What I'm saying is, is that if you could just, you know, pack up your belongings and leave and be okay at the end of the day, then, you know, you can do pretty much anything. (laughs) Oh my God, this level of congestion is disgusting. So I think I'm going to probably wrap it up here because like I said, my throat is bothering me. My allergies are killing me and I don't think I can talk for another half an hour, especially since I have to go to work and that's all we do is talk and laugh and shit. But I just wanted to say that, you know, 2021 is going to be the the fiercest level of independence ever because it has to be because I have 
here's the thing. Any person I've dated, I've always conformed to their likes. Okay. And what I mean by that is I've always taken on their interests and made them my own instead of, you know, merging our interests and seeing what fits and what doesn't. Like, I'm, excuse me, I am so fiercely independent that I honestly don't need anybody. I don't need a partner. I don't need anything like that. And I would be okay being on my own. And that's fine. I actually like silence. I like being on my own, which is probably what, what I need to do. (laughs) is finally get myself a place out here and just be independent out here for a little bit, which I enjoy thoroughly. But I also enjoy being loved, (laughs) which I get from my family too. So it's not a big deal. Um, I am, I do have some more job interviews lined up. So that's cool. Monday, the first I have a job interview as I flip through my thing here. Um, I do have to pay for my insurance. Um, so that's good. But yeah, so basically this year has to be the year where I do me and not worry about anybody else because, and I know I keep saying it, but it's just, it's such a hassle to try and take on other people's interests and it feels like such a burden and I'm not doing it this year at all. So if I don't want to do something, I'm just going to say no from now on because I've learned that, you know, trying to tiptoe around people's feelings and be nice doesn't seem to work. And it only makes me more mad because they don't seem to understand my hints, which could be why girls think that guys are mind readers, (laughs) which I would never assume because let's face it, guys need to be told what you're feeling in order to get it right. And that's not a slight against any man because you guys are smart. Guys are very smart. Guys are smart in ways that women aren't. And that's something we also have to acknowledge as well. Because I'm smart in ways that guys aren't. Like yesterday, I was doing inventory with Michelle. And Ben, the owner of the salon, comes over. And he asked me, he goes, why don't you come over here and drive? And I'm like, drive? And he's like, yeah, why don't you take over the, why don't you take over helping her find the product online? Because we were looking at products, trying to match prices, and then figure out what we were going to sell the product for in the salon. So of course I start typing and he goes, wow. He goes, what are your secretarial skills? And I'm like, well, I'm at 65 words a minute, sir. And the only reason why I know that is because I went through the career source, um, job place, whatever. They have you do a typing test for one of the jobs that you apply for. And they need it done within like 10 days of receiving a certain email. So I went and I did that and, uh, I got that done. Sorry, I was looking at snaps. It's so early for Snapchat. It's like 7.30. All right. Well, so like I said, um, my my typing skills were 65 words a minute with a 96% um, accuracy because I got like two words wrong during that 65 words. So it was cool. Um, I'm very excited about that. I'm impressed with myself because my one friend Ellie goes, well, I could do 80 something. And I was like, well, chill the fuck out. It's not a competition. <laughs> so, uh. I don't know how she does it because her nails are longer than mine. Like my nails do click. My nails don't clickety clack. Um, her nails do, but, um, her nails clickety clack. Cause mine are about an inch long and hers are like probably two to three, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so 
I'm proud of myself for how far I've come, but I also feel like I'm a little bit stunted and I keep getting frustrated and I have to understand that I can't keep getting frustrated at things that I cannot control. That this job, as wonderful as the people are, is only temporary because I need to go off and make money elsewhere and I need to make lots of money as long as I, if I want to survive or thrive out here. Otherwise, I probably will go back. <laughs> um, I did have a, a city job for a development specialist position, which means that I'd be an admin secretary to the developers of the land out here. So like any buildings that go up or anything like that, like I would be involved in that process of processing the permits and taking the payments and such to get the buildings off the ground, so to speak. But that's really exciting. And uh, I hope I get that. But you know, they said that it takes like three to four weeks to uh, process their applicants through uh, HR and stuff. So I have to keep an eye on that and uh, see how that goes. Because I'm sure it'll be fine. They liked me. I liked them. But, you know, they could meet someone better who's who could be more qualified. Who knows? But it's like a typing job. So it's something I've always done. So it can't be that difficult for me to get in there. But we'll see. And then, of course, I always dwindle back to another piercing. <laughs> I'm telling you. Because someone told me I would look good with a Monroe. And now I'm like, I need to have it. So... <laughs> He knows who he is. He said I looked, I would look good as fuck or whatever. But that's really funny. Um, all right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. I love you guys. And I'm going to try to stay warm in this chilly weather because I don't really like it. <laughs> like, this would probably be... You know what's funny is this would probably be the high in New York right now. It's actually probably colder in New York. I heard it snowed again, and I was like, oh, no snow here, just rain. Like, it poured the other night, and I heard it. That's how loud it was. But, like I said, um, I'll talk to you guys next week, for sure, because I had stuff I wanted to cover in this episode that I didn't, and I'd been so busy, like, with these 10-hour shifts that I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> but I love you guys. I'm going to go have my coffee and bagel, and I will catch you all later. Love you guys. Keep it cuckoo, guys. Bye! Bye!